Andino Andina. The story continues. It was the day before we were due to leave Cordoba. Time to buy presents for friends and family. I realized with a start I had no idea how long we had been away. We decided to honor the small market. The faces who had once eyed me quizzically now grinned broadly when I greeted them. Tonio chose traditional blankets for his sisters and brothers and a small carved pipe for Miguel's already impressive collection. I bought a selection of pretty silver rings for my friends back home for when I next had the opportunity to visit. On an impulse, I added an oxidized silver hunabku for Santos. For us and for my best friend's death, I bought large Andean opals on leather thongs. I wondered for a moment if Anna had been buried with hers. I hoped so. Not that it mattered either way. I walked up to the cave to say goodbye to the cats, but they were nowhere to be found, not even in my head. In the evening, we had dinner at the beehive with Risha and all of Tonio's new friends from the Rebuild Project and the local solar enthusiasts. I don't know how he does it. Wherever he goes, people find him and want to be his friend. Are you ready? Brom placed his thumbs on our respective third eye. Close your eyes and relax. Tonio and I looked at each other for a moment, held hands and did as bid. It felt like walking through water, then falling through space, like something that happens sometimes when you're close to sleep, that swooping feeling, but instead of waking up with a start, there was a slow, gentle reassurance, as if relaxing into fainting without fighting it, splashing into cotton wool, microsleep. Then I was aware once more, and I felt Tonyo's hand in mine. I squeezed it gently, and he squeezed mine back. I realized I'd been holding my breath, let it out, and took a deep breath. And I smelled Mexico. Rancho Viejo. The heat returned, too. We were home. I opened my eyes and blinked a few times. There in front of me was our house, all closed up like we left it. I reached out to touch the hedge. Tonio shuddered and cleared his throat. That was weird. The cats were already nosing around the wildflowers, no doubt checking what had been going on in their absence. I wondered what they thought of being back in the heat. I pulled my keys out of my jean pocket and unlocked the door. I expected the usual stale smell that comes from being away for even a day to greet us, but it didn't. Under the windows were our bags and the cat carriers, neatly stacked. Wow, I managed. I'd stopped asking how. I think the electricity has been cut after all. Tonio flicked the switch on and off a couple of times. I plugged the fridge in. Nothing. After all, we'd probably been gone longer than originally anticipated. Strange how no one had worried or freaked out. Tonio started opening the shutters to let in the last of the late afternoon sun. I'll give CFE a call in a minute. Best excuse for tacos ever. Let's go grab some dinner. I'm starving. 
Feels like I haven't had a normal taco in ages. And a beer. I sank down on one of the chairs. That was incredible. From beginning to finish, Tonio agreed. If I ever tried to tell anyone, they'd ask me what I've been smoking. Story of my life, I said. At least now we have each other, I grinned. And the cats. I can tell Miguel has been checking in. I'm not even going to ask. Ha! <laughs> Very funny. Look. I gestured with my head in the direction of the Belfast sink, where a selection of scrunched-up beer cans could be seen. Oh, right. Tonio sat down, reached out to touch my hand across the table, and nearly knocked over the two mugs that appeared out of nowhere, filled with fragrant steaming coffee. Thank you. I laughed softly, saluting the air, a nod at the mugs. Tonio shook his head. You and coffee. You even got our cosmic friends to take note. I thought Risha may have succeeded in converting you back to a tea drinker. Only where you can get proper tea. If you say so. Let's change that to incredible from beginning till now. Or whenever. Told you you'd never be bored around me, I joked. Too true. Then I think we've got some unpacking and laundry to do. And you've got a book to write. That can all wait until tomorrow, I said. Tonya grinned. Let's go. Later, after tacos, we enjoyed a leisurely stroll back home as the tracker, true to form and its weak battery, refused to start. It didn't matter. It was a nice evening, despite the late summer heat and we'd both become accustomed to being a lot more active in the cold weather and thinner air in the Andes. I was feeding the cats their late dinner when there was a knock on the door. Thinking Tonio had called Miguel, I shouted out, Just come on in! The door opened hesitantly. Hi! Just thought I'd say hello, seeing as we're neighbours. I'm Foxy. She took in the sight of the candles and oil lamps, and didn't look sure what to make of it. Oh, hi, I'm Jack and this is Tonio. Sorry, we just got back and I didn't know we had a neighbour. Hola, Foxy. There's got to be a story behind that name. <laughs> there is, there is. Come on in. Do you want something to drink? I'll have a look and see what there is, but I suspect we're limited to coffee and warm beer tonight. It appears the electricity has been cut off in our absence. A beer sounds great, thank you. Do you want me to get some ice? Sure, if you don't mind. I'll be right back. I looked at Tonio and shrugged. Wow, we got a neighbour. How exciting. Let's take the drinks outside then. It's far too nice an evening to be indoors. I'll get the table and the chairs, Tonio said. I extinguished the candles and gathered the oil lamps filled with citronella oil on a tray to bring outside. More atmospheric than the stark hundred watts porch light over the door of what was now Foxy's place. Foxy brought out a casserole dish filled with ice, and a small black kitten came bouncing along after her, batting at the tasseled edge of her skirt. She set down the improvised ice bucket on the table and scooped up the kitten. I only moved in three days ago, and I found this little guy wandering around looking bedraggled. Do you recognize him? Is he yours? No, I don't. We've been away for a while, and R2 came with us. The tabbies are yours, then. They are. 
Kachina and Peluche. I pointed them out. I might keep him, then. He's a cheeky little bugger, this one. He looked so small and defenseless. I have to contain him in the bathroom at night, or I'd never get any sleep. Good at getting himself into trouble, he is. Completely shredded the shower curtain. Well, it needed replacing, anyway. I'm here to do some painting, and all I seem to do is rescue this one from attempting one silly idea after another. If I'm going to keep him, I need to find someone to build a glass brick wall for the shower. No problem. I've got some handy guys at work who never mind helping out a damsel in distress. You'll have to adopt another little one so they can keep each other company, then, laughed Tonio. Our two are not that young or playful these days. Steady on trouble. The kitten had propelled himself effortlessly onto the table, using Fox's knee as a springboard. Oh, isn't he cute? I cooed over the tiny kitten on the table, who promptly nipped one of my fingers. <laughs> like that, is it? I laughed. Sorry. Foxy laughed too. Kittens, he'll go out of it. Actually, getting another one might not be such a bad idea, after all. Then they can entertain one another. I'll give you the number of our vet. You can have this one fixed when he's old enough, and see if they have some socialised kitten for adoption, too. That'd be great, thank you. Don't mention it. Black kitties are so unpopular here, thanks to old superstition. I really like black cats, but our two just walked in. First one, then the other, and made themselves at home. So you could say that we got adopted, Tonya laughed. Le Fay, our first cat, is buried behind the house by the flower bed. She was a black miss, I said. The only thing they steal is your heart, and they do that quick as anything, smiled Foxy. Cats, cats, cats. Tonya pretended to be impatient. I want to hear the story. Story? Mexicans and their stories, I teased. Welcome to Mexico. How you got your name, of course. Or is it one of those you need to be fortified with a few drinks first? No, it's clean enough, laughed Foxy. I was a teenager and I wanted cool, punky hair. Only my mum caught me at it and made me rinse it out too early. So instead of turning a nice whitey colour like that girl until Tuesday, I loved that band. I encountered my inner redhead, or my inner ginger. Next day at school, I tried to wear a baseball cap, but the teacher made me take it off in class, and so Foxy was born. On the next break, me and my partner in crime best friend cropped it all short and spiky in the girl's toilet to make it look more deliberate than like a mistake. Mum went ballistic, of course, and grounded me for weeks. But instead of trying to bleach it again when it started to grow out, I discovered henna shampoo. And so the name stuck. Mum called me Barbara till the day she died. Foxy chuckled. Sweet, I said. I'd never had you down as a Barbara, hand on heart, Tonya said theatrically. May be useful to know in case I receive some official mail. Anyway, I hated being called Barbie and this figure was never that of any doll. But Foxy, yeah. What seventeen-year-old doesn't want to be a Foxy lady? I'd be too shy, I laughed, and worrying about living up to it, whether I actually wanted to or not. It suits you. Later, I was wandering around the house, brushing my teeth before bedtime, both relieved and at the same time a little sad to be home again. Without the electricity, the ceiling fans were as still as the air indoors. 
I mopped my face with a soft cloth. Welcome back, I thought to myself. Fortunately, Foxy had offered to run an extension cable over for a pedestal fan in the bedroom. Through the window, I could see Peluccia settling down in the nook where the roof of the lean-to and the utility shed met, his favourite lookout spot and nap space. The generous canopies of the almond trees were backlit by the moon and shaded the courtyard, throwing curious shadows and fueling my imagination. Without them, the residual heat in the house would have been so much worse. I had immense gratitude for how quickly they had grown, and provided much needed shade from the sun, and lowering the temperature inside by several degrees. It was well worth the occasional almond landing next to you, on your head, or going boing when it hit the bonnet of the car. Kachina dived through the cat flap and streaked past, on her way to her usual hideout in the wardrobe, no doubt. Deja vu. Almost as if we hadn't been away at all. Question. Everything. You have reached the... <clears throat> you have reached the end. Holy mackerel, what are they doing? You have reached the end of my novel Andino Andina. If you liked it, please consider leaving a review online and tell your friends. It really helps indie authors to get the word out, so others can also find us and we don't sink in the sea of books available. The sequel, Seeds of Soul Traction, is underway. I would like to thank... The opening prayer in the Ayo Despacho is inspired by and borrows from Prayer for Opening Sacred Space from Shaman Healer Sage by Alberto Violdo. Katie McGee of The Archer's Bones for getting me past Brighter's Block. Alice Murnigan for inspiring the scene Dance in the Light of the Moon and Sing to the Stars. A portion of this novel was written during a magical time that was NaNoWriMo of 2014 and I'd like to thank my fellow writers for support and comic relief then and since. My dad, Evert, for sharing your love of new science, the incredible underwater world of Jacques Cousteau and science fiction, a true Aquarian. Mario for believing in me when I did not believe in myself. Zoe Perrineau for all your helpful hints. The Grotto Gardeners. My dear friends Shelby, Sarah and Debbie. Milou for being my writing and editing companion and a never-ending source of love and entertainment and for supplying the voices and lines for both Peluche and Kachina. Andino Andina is written, read, edited and produced by me. Copyright Liz Rosales, 2014 and 2021.